Well, good morning, everyone. And a very warm welcome to those who are watching on the streaming service. It is wonderful to be here with you again. Now, have you ever had a really nasty surprise? Anybody here? Don't put your hand up. Don't tell me. Has somebody who is in a position of authority, who should be telling you exactly the truth, hasn't somebody ever said anything really shocking to you? Teacher, perhaps, or parent, or somebody else? It happened to me. When I was training for the ministry, we were in a Bible study. Um, I can't even remember which passage um, of, of the Bible we were reading from, but it was about an event which occurred, a description of an event. And uh, all of a sudden, the lecturer turned to me and said, suppose it didn't happen. What? I said, but it's here. It's in the Bible. Of course it happened. Ooh. She said, shouldn't have said that. The person said. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but suppose it didn't quite happen like that in the way it was written. Well, I didn't accept that. I did not, if it was in the Bible, it's written, it is virtually dictated by God, and therefore, this is what it is. Anyway, over the years since then, what's 30 years ago this, by the way? Over the years since then, I've begun to wonder a bit. So let me begin by reading you the first part of our story today from John chapter 5. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now, there is in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he'd been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, Get up. Pick up your mat and walk. At once, the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. Now, some of you may know that there are two versions of this story in the Bible. In Mark, in Mark chapter 2, verses 1 to 14. Do you remember the story? of the man on the bed, paralyzed man, who was lowered down through the hole in the roof by his friends. Do you remember that story? Now, is it possible, I wonder, that in the relatively short ministry, a couple of years, two, three years, perhaps, that Jesus had on earth, that he came across two people with the same problem? 
to be healed. Could it be that it was one incident, one event? There's undoubtedly somebody was healed in this way, there's no question. But could it be that the two authors, Mark and John, have set it in different circumstances? Why on earth would they do that? Well, maybe we'll get to an answer a bit later. But looking at our version, St. John's version, there is no mention of the your sins are forgiven, which is in the Mark version. No, that is not said. Jesus simply says to the man, do you want to be made well? Now, the Greek word that is translated made well actually means made whole. In other words, do you want to become the whole person that you are intended to be by God? Well, the man mumbles a few complaints about the way things have happened over recent years, and Jesus takes the answer to that to be, yes, I do want to be made well. I want to be fulfilled, self-fulfilled, if you like, in modern parlance, to become the person God wants me to be. I'll show you this picture. Now, this picture shows somebody's idea of Jesus healing the man beside the pool. Now, there might be something wrong with this picture. If I uh, can point to the hands, you'll see that Jesus appears to be reaching out and taking the man by his hand and helping him to get up, which is what you would do, wouldn't you? But no, there is no mention whatever in either account, either in John or in Mark, of Jesus touching the man. He merely says to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. Go home, it says in Mark. And the man does exactly that. So, the message is, by simply encountering Jesus, by being in Jesus' presence, and hearing what he says, the man is strengthened through his own resources. And his legs have not worked for 40 years. But he stands up, and he picks up his mat, and walks. There's no need, if you notice, for the healing pool, which is nearby, right? No need for that. It's just Jesus saying to him, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. And that is the first part of this sign for us. Jesus is the one who enables us to become the person God needs us, wants us to be.
But there maybe is another part of this sign. Let's read the second part of the story. Verses 9 to 15. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. And so the Jewish leaders said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, The man who made me well said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, Who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was. For Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. And later Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who made him well. Well, the happening on the Sabbath annoyed the Jewish leaders. It was against the rules. They'd made several rules over the centuries. So Jesus turns out to be a bit of a rebel. It's the same in the, um, in the Mark version where he says, your sins are forgiven, which nobody can forgive sins except God. Right? He was a breaker of the rules. Now a sign, which is what we're looking at, can in fact do two things. The first thing it does is announce something, to be a, a notice board, if you like, and we've seen that, haven't we? So we've seen that Jesus is announced as the one who can enable us to be the person God made us. The second thing a sign can do is point the way, to give a direction, if you like. This is what you should do. This is where you should go. And perhaps that is why John is giving us a different version of the circumstances of this miracle from the one that's in Mark. You see, at the beginning we said there were five what were called colonnades or porticos or pillars or whatever in the place. No, nobody has ever discovered a trace of these. Could it be, I wonder, that John has invented these porticos because they symbolize something? Could it possibly be that the five of them symbolize the first five chapters of the Old Testament, the law of Moses, and all the rules that there were sprang from them? Could that be the case? And the fact that they had been there all the time, and the man had been there for 40 years, he hadn't been healed, even though he had the law of Moses. And Jesus ignores the rules, the laws, to some extent, when he is doing the will of God. Could it be, then, that there is another sign here in this passage? That the man 
The disabled man represents the people of Israel who despite having the Mosaic law and so on and so forth for centuries were still languishing under the rule of the Romans and others over the decades. Could that be part of the sign? Because they, the man, he and the people of Israel needed to encounter Jesus to stand up and do what God intends them to do, become the chosen people of God. And of course, for, for John, that message referred to the Israelite people. But it's in the gospel, and therefore it refers to us are we the ones who lie paralyzed beside the pool? Is our nation, our poor, stressful, distracted nation, which has turned its back on all of this, is our nation languishing by the pool, unable to stand up? Can it be that our nation needs once again to encounter Jesus, before it can be rescued from his position. And you and me, what about us? Are you, am I, languishing by the pool, unable to use our legs or whatever other talent it is that God wishes us to have? Are we lying there, paralyzed? In a few minutes' time, we're going to take communion together. Jesus is present in that communion. Through the bread and the drink, he is with us in the power of our spirit. If you, like me, are languishing by the pool for some reason. Take the opportunity to encounter our Lord who is present in these symbols. Get up. Stand on your feet. Take up your mat and walk. Let us do it today.